Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pocket Value Podcast. So uh, today I have a very special guest. Um, her name is Monique Leslie, and she's going to be talking about digital marketing. Uh, she is a powerhouse at this stuff. So I wanted to bring her on and um, just add some value to you guys that are looking for uh, some more information on marketing and digital content. It's very important today. I mean, these days. So guess what? Um, I brought her on so she could just drop some gems um, in the universe. All right. So I welcome Monique to Pocket Value Podcast. How are you feeling? I'm good. How are you, Sean? Welcome. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be here, to be on your show. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to get into some gems about marketing. And what are you, your digital marketer or content creator? So the label I generally go by is um, I'm a digital marketing strategist and the owner of Muse Marketing Group, which is a marketing agency that's catered to um, medium and larger sized businesses. So um, I started digital marketing about nine years ago and um, and I started really about two years out of college because I went to college for um, marketing and out of school, I wasn't able to pick up any jobs. So I decided like, okay, I'm going to force myself to kind of do marketing. So I was able to build websites and um, do content on Facebook, Instagram for a business I had at the time, which is a hair company. Um, fast forward two years later, because I didn't have experience. So I had to build that experience. Then I was hired by a supplement company, one of the largest growing supplement companies. So I was able to work my way up to digital. Um, well, actually, the marketing director after a year, which is rare, right? A year later, I was the marketing director where I worked with Vitamin Shop or GNC and Amazon to directly build strategies to grow that brand. And then two years after I stayed there, then I left and I was like, you know what? I need to do this for myself. So which is then I kind of full fledged and just did my agency, which now we are about month over month. We're spending a little bit north of 850K on digital ads. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So when, when, when you actually got started, uh, you were pretty much ahead of the game a little bit because social media was was hitting that 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 social curve. Yes. Right? yes. Where people yes. weren't, uh, you know, on, you know, marketing as much. But, you know, people are actually getting into it a little bit more. Correct. Absolutely. So at the time, Facebook, um, obviously Facebook was already a thing, but advertising on Facebook was just becoming like the popular thing, right? Yes, yes. yes. You weren't able to advertise on Instagram unless you were doing like Google ads or pay-per-click ads, which we'll get oh, a little yeah. bit more into, but yeah. it wasn't such big of a deal. So um, yeah, I was a little bit ahead of the curve actually. So, and it's a blessing. Like now that I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize, but it's such a blessing. <laughs> It's, it's like people who uh, earlier I was uh, yeah, I had a conversation about stocks and it's like, you know, uh, folks who are, who are into and, you know, I'm not, you know, generalizing so much, but more of our people, black and brown, uh, you know, now we're seeing more people talking about stocks. But for people like, you know, you know, our, you know, complexity, you know, um, you know, people who were ahead of the curve four or five years ago. Now they're looking at everybody like, hey, where were you at? You know, yeah. When, you know, you were really supposed to invest in stocks, but now, you know, it's big digital marketing is big and, you know, branding, personal branding, content creation and stuff. It's so big and there's so much dynamics to it. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Digital branding is huge. And what a lot of people don't know is like you touched on branding, personal mm -hmm. branding is key. So even if you have a product or a brand, it's you have to be able to differentiate who you are versus who the brand is. 
um, once wow. you understand who the brand is, then That's you good. can start getting into digital advertising and marketing because you know what levers to pull. Um, and that's one of the first biggest misconceptions. So yeah, personal branding is very, 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 very important. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. And um, as far as being ahead of the curve, it's yeah. it's always the thing where you tell somebody about something, but because they don't understand it is because yeah. it's the reason why they don't jump on it, right? So when the world yeah. changes yeah. and shifts to only that one thing, now everybody is forced. 10, 20 years ago, you can pick up your your newspaper and you didn't need social media the way you do now. Now everything is virtual. So I think the way <laughs> life changes, this is why you see now people are like coming on it on the tail end because they have no choice. Without your social platforms, you really are limited. <laughs> that you mentioned 10, 20 years. Newspaper. I mean, man, <laughs> I'm so glad we got away from that. I never was a fan of that stuff, man. That's too much yeah. reading for me. No, yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a lot of reading. The newspaper and then the yellow pages, it's gone are those yeah. days. We have yet now. <laughs> and you're located down in uh, South Florida? I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, yes. Nice and sunny, so still in Florida. <laughs> You know, I'm in Charlotte. I moved from Florida two years ago. And I'm telling you, know, I actually love the transition, uh, but I just miss the sunshine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's know. the one thing about Florida, the sunshine, obviously. <laughs> I have a question for you. What exactly is digital marketing? Yeah. Okay. What okay. exactly is that? So people hear the term all the time, but digital marketing is really just a sub-branch of traditional marketing. So it refers to the use of like modern digital placements and advertising brands online in channels such as YouTube, Facebook, Google, um, mm -hmm. Pinterest, uh, Instagram, and some of those places. So it's using... Um, getting rid of the traditional and using digital sources to push mm. your brand product That's or whatever good. it is. Wow. Wow. So uh, we're, we're, we're actually, can you say we're officially in the, in a, in a full digital era? I think officially we can say that we're in a, oh, um, in a digital era. I think uh, we can't negate the fact that there is still a large percentage of people and places that still do traditional media and advertising. And there's a lot of brands that still need traditional advertising, like catalog sales or magazines, yeah. et cetera. So I wouldn't necessarily rule it out, but about, I would say about 80 to 90% of what we do is digital. Oh, wow. Wow. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a huge chunk, but we can't rule out the fact that some traditional stuff like TV, um, commercials, yeah. even though we're, we have streaming and a lot of people aren't watching as much TV, um, for those people that are or have those local channels, uh, for some business, like I mentioned, it depends on the industry that you're in, then traditional advertising still is a big part of that. Now, why should a brand owner uh, uh, consider digital marketing? So kind of like we just mentioned, right? Digital marketing is the way of the world. So consider how you're on your phone all the time or you're on the computer Always. all day. Exactly. Like everything you do on your phone, like everything. So this is how users are consuming information. So you want to meet people where they are. And that's one thing about digital advertising is meeting your consumer where they are. And if everyone is on their phones and their devices, you'll have to meet them where they are. And gone are the days when we used to, like I just mentioned, looking at the yellow pages or the newspaper. So if your consumers are not looking through the yellow pages, they're looking at Yelp, 
you need to be on Yelp. If they're looking at Instagram or they're looking on Facebook, you need to be on Facebook and, and Instagram. So yeah, digital marketing is just the way of the world. So you have to consider to switch your strategies towards digital. Isn't, isn't, couldn't, couldn't that be too much uh, consumption of, you know, ads everywhere coming from you from all directions though? I mean, can you, I mean, at some point, uh, you know, you have this overwhelming, you know, uh, you know, thing where, you know, it's just coming at you from so many directions. You go on your phone. It's like, I'll have a regular conversation with somebody on the phone, right? Next thing I know, I jump on the phone and I was just talking about Hertz and I'm seeing Hertz popping up in my feed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the technology is so crazy right in advance. <laughs> so perfect example for Google, there's voice activation. And, you know, we have Siri, we have the Amazon, we have all of that. So that voice technology is able to say, oh, he was speaking about Hertz. So let's show him an ad on Hertz, right? So there, it can be too much, which is why um, I know everyone heard recently the Facebook new iOS changes or mm-hmm. um, that why Facebook is in court or has been in court. That has to do with some of the privacy issues to make sure that consumers like yourself is not inundated too much with that information, right? So it's kind of putting blockage on um, cookies and cross-platform tracking. And so that's, they're trying to negate some of that. So it can become a little less overwhelming, like we've seen in the pandemic. I I know that a lot of you are listening. I've probably realized that since the pandemic, I've seen so many more ads. So um, because everybody's on that platform, so it it can Mm -hmm. be consumption overload, but that's why they're kind of put these parameters in place for consumers. Now, how will that affect, um, you know, consumers, you know, uh, you know, getting uh, connected with certain brands, especially new new brand owners that's just now getting out or, and getting ready to start, you know, just launching stuff. How would that affect um, the, the privacy policy between, you know, out with Apple versus Facebook, who has an issue with that? Clearly, they're running ads on that. Right now, how would that, you know, uh, affect, you know, people reaching their their uh, a certain clientele base if they're trying to build that? Absolutely. So the most important thing, Facebook right now is very, very concerned about this, which is like yeah. you're saying, they're running yeah. ads. Um, some of the other platforms like Google or Snapchat, they are concerned, but not as much. Why? Because okay. Facebook, why Facebook is so concerned, they build their infrastructure on collecting users' data, right? Yeah. And using that data in any capacity, which is why over the last two years, you've seen them back and forth in court about mm-hmm. consumer policies and privacies. But so because their platform is built on that, they're taking a brunt of the hit and they're going to lose money from people advertising, et cetera. Who this is going to hit more is, um, like you said, uh, new business owners that want to advertise on Facebook because the price of advertising is going yeah. to increase on the platform. Really? Um, yeah. So new new brands or new companies, they will see a, a increase in cost of advertising. I have a few brands right now. And yesterday, actually, because Facebook did a release yesterday, um, I got an internal email. Can't say too much about what it said. But one of the things that you need to look at as a brand is to just, one of the things they tell you is make sure your domain is verified, right? So I went through a list of all my clients and from big to small, Mm -hmm. some of them are going to be super, super affected and some will not be affected at all. And I have clients that are spending $20,000 a day, that's not gonna be affected. But then my clients that are spending $100 a day, the return that they're seeing is going to be affected because again, it's competition on the platform, the attribution windows are changing. So yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be um, 
it's going to be a big shift in how things happen. But if you're able to strategize and get around those things, then you should be fine in that space. Now, when somebody is launching a new brand, right? Uh, what's some of the first things they need to consider? So this is something I generally like teach business owners and I have a PDF that's going to be launching early in February, early in February that's going to be speaking a little bit about this. Yeah. But what people really should consider is your target audience. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't think about that enough. That is key yeah, to what you're doing. It's mm-hmm. your target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you understand your target audience, then you can always just put the other pieces of the puzzle together. So if you think about a web and you say, okay, my target audience, and I'm going to name him, be very specific in who that is. If it's a guy, his name is Jason, he's 26 years old, he lives in Miami Beach, he likes to go jogging and riding a bike on the weekends, he likes to go reading, he does X, Y, Z as his interest. Once you know who that person is, you're able to then build strategies around those consumers so build build three personas we call it buyer personas build three personas of what your audience is and then from there and that's what that's is this is where uh facebook comes into play because they pretty much have uh they could break down habits and 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 interest and so forth right Absolutely. So on Facebook, you're able to target people based on how they, what they're interested in or their behaviors, which has kind of changed, um, believe it or not. So in the last eight years, I can say if this person is interested in jogging and they make $100,000 a year and they like the color red, but the first wave of that privacy policy kind of changed that a little bit um, a couple years ago where they had to remove some of those interests because it was too detailed to the consumer. So it was pulling too much information from us. So they were able to change that. But yes, there is a level of where you can say, okay, I want to target people that live in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, within these zip codes, 10 miles of this zip code, or who visit these specific locations that is interested in Nike or interested in yoga, et cetera, et cetera, that's between a certain age. So under- that's why understanding your demographic is so important because once you understand that, then you reduce spending money and wasting money really on people that is not interested in your brand. Now, let's say a person is uh, thinking about starting an, an organic bar soap brand. Uh, what, what, what's the type of mentality uh, they need to adapt, um, you know, getting into a business like that, an area of business like that? So I think the mentality that you have to think is, yeah, keep in mind that, yeah, my product is the bomb and it's probably the best in yeah. the market. Uh, <laughs> you, have to, you have to have that confidence because, a lot of people lack the confidence and say, oh, I don't want to start the bar soap brand because there's so many bar soaps out there. When you yeah. go into the grocery store and go down the bread aisle, there's a million breads on the aisle. So, but mm-hmm. every consumer mm-hmm. has their best one. So mm-hmm. you can think that your product is unique. You just have to have a USP, which is a unique selling point, And you stick to yeah. that unique selling point. Can, can you one, repeat that, that USP? Can you repeat that? Bring that back, please, one more time. Yeah. So you have to have a USP, which is a unique <laughs> selling point. What yes. is your unique selling point? What makes your bar soap business stand out more than someone else's? Is it the ingredients and why do you have coconut oil and everyone else doesn't? Mm. What's the benefit of coconut yeah. oil, right? Mm. Kind of like a bread. Why all of these white breads? <laughs> it's mm. ones that's like, oh, it's thicker or whatever that is. Um, and the second thing that I would like to point out here is know your competition and mm. analyze what your yeah. competition is doing, right? 
So if I know that Bed Bath & Beyond is my competition or Lush is my competition, I need to analyze them, see what they're doing, what they're doing well that I can kind of use and bring it to my business and switch it up and put my swag on it. And I also need to understand what they're not doing well so I can then use that as my kind of stepping stool to get above that brand. So those are the two main things is to understand your unique selling point and know what your competition is doing in that space. Now, is culture uh, a thing? It, it, is that something people need to think about as far as the different uh, social media handles, uh, their different cultures? Like Twitter, I was, I was speaking about Twitter earlier. Uh, Twitter, I don't have a Twitter account, but you know, of course, I'm going to have to get on Twitter ASAP, right, um, with Pocket Value Podcast. Now, yeah. um, that's a different culture. I feel like it's a culture that changes like every two seconds. Right. Um, do you think that makes a difference as far as how you pretty much um, put the brand out there as far as imaging and, you know, you know, the content, how it looks and so forth? I know that's this is, you know, uh, beside, you know, uh, some of my questions, but yeah, um, culture. Yeah, no, culture is huge. Understanding where. So people on Twitter communicate differently than people on Instagram, right? Which communicate differently than people on LinkedIn. So yeah. you shouldn't have one specific voice, brand voice. You should have one brand voice, but you should have different aspects of how you speak within that voice. Mm -hmm. So if you, so culture is super, super, super important and understanding that within going across these different platforms, do you want to be the core of your brand? You want to be able to communicate that to the culture, because mm -hmm. like you said, you're not on Twitter. So if someone spoke the way that they spoke on Twitter, on Facebook, and you saw that, you'd be like, why, are, why is this brand doing that? Why are they being so friendly or why are they, be, you know, so you have to kind of switch it up based on, um, based on the channels that you're using. Absolutely. Now for somebody who's just getting started, right. Uh, in, you know, creating, you know, their business and stuff, right. What's the best way uh, to pretty much, you know, find their unique audience uh, to start generating, you know, interest in, in their product. <clears throat> I think, the best way to generate interest in your product and find your unique audience is going back to what I say, your customer persona, understanding your customer mm -hmm. persona. Um, once you understand your customer persona, you know where to meet your consumers. Meet, mm -hmm. Again, meeting your consumers where they are because without that baseline, you'll be spending your time uh, yeah. trying to find this. And without, yeah. without that, it's like, like you're lost. So you want to understand your consumers and who they are, where they are, what they do and what they want from you. How is your product going to help them solve an uh, issue? So if you're service-based, say you are a masseuse, what does your service, what problems does your service solve? Um, stress and reduces anxiety, whatever that is. So understanding what your um, service bring, brings to the and, and you can lose a lot of money trying to figure out that, 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 that clientele base, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, people yeah. do months and months of testing and losing money, but this is why it's great to do surveys. Never yeah. negate the fact of doing surveys. We see Instagram has a poll option where it says um, yes or no. Customize that to your brand. If your brand is on Instagram, put out a survey and just capture organically because this is free. So organically, you could say, would you guys like to see a soap that has lavender smell versus a soap that's peppermint? And tell yeah. them have them select because the consumers hey. will what they want. I love peppermint. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I so love you vote and then they know that, hey, 
this is what I should do next. This is the next product because people are demanding this and not just go off of, oh, I love peppermint. So let me sell peppermint. It's what the audience wants. Now there's, con there's, there, there's so many different uh, ways uh, to get in this uh, content creating business or, you know, marketing so much and so forth. Right. So, so there's content marketing, there's SEO, email marketing, uh, social media marketing, PPC marketing, affiliate marketing, and so forth, right? So these are so many different concepts. Uh, can you can you break some of these down for us so we could get you know a better understanding? Starting with you know content marketing first, then SEO, and then email marketing. Yeah, absolutely. So mm -hmm. so much information, right? It's content. It's so a lot of information. <laughs> it's so much. But this is where we should start. So content marketing is I hate to define a word with a word, but it's content. So whether it's videos, it's blogs um, or anything of that sort, and that's published online and yeah. the benefits. So, for example, if we're going back to the soap business, you want to put out, quote unquote, content organically. That's putting out a blog about the ingredients or saying the benefits of lavender. Why is lavender good for your skin or putting out a video to say, um, the key importance of spar soaps versus liquid soaps and just mm. give people information. So you can do wow. that with a video or you can do that with a blog or however you see content within your strategy. Mm -hmm. As far as SEO, SEO mm -hmm. is search engine optimization. So the acronym is search engine um, optimization. Mm -hmm. And it's a long-term play in most businesses where yeah. the brand is to drive traffic to the brand. Mm -hmm. And so you can optimize for backlinks and it's getting your site ranked on places like Google or Yahoo or Bing. So that's what search engine optimization. Now, now is this, uh, you know, um, exclusively uh, for websites and, and, and stuff versus, you know, um, other channels, SEOs? Yeah, so SEO is really for um, websites to get your site crawled to the top of Google. So, you know, when you okay. go on Google and you search organically for best bar soaps and mm -hmm. a, a website just pop up that isn't an ad that's because your site SEO has been crawling quote unquote they call it a crawl where you're you have backlinks and everything kind of points towards your website offline so that's what SEO does and it's mostly um organic SEO you can start SEO today and you don't see the results until um July or August at the earliest so it's a long-term play um, yeah, there, there's so sorry to cut you. There's so many people, uh, you know, investing in the time of business owners investing uh, it, because it's a trend now, and it's, uh -huh. it's 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 almost like you know a crab, you know, crab in a barrel kind of thing where you're trying to be at the top. You know, everybody's trying to be at the top. So, man, I mean, it it, it got to be super expensive. And uh, those, uh, you know, big companies like Google and stuff, they, they got to be making a killer. Oh, absolutely. They are, they are head over heels. If you even, you were speaking about stocks earlier. Google stock is, when I was in high school and I was yeah. learning about stocks, Google stock at the time was like $50 a share. Right now, Google is $1,200 a share. So we know that these really? brands are doing something, right? Right? They're acquiring yeah. all these other companies to kind of feed their um, the parent company. And so, yeah, obviously, it's, it, it's huge. The thing is with SEO, though, to have someone who does SEO really well, it is probably going to cost you a little bit. Um, SEO itself doesn't cost, but having someone to do it if you don't understand it is what costs mm -hmm. you. Um, switching gears a little bit, email marketing, you kind of 
spoke about email marketing. Email marketing is basically just building up a database of emails uh, that's essentially to put together a strategy so you can send out brand information or if you have a product, you can send out emails that offers like a 10% or sign up to say 10% off. Now that person is a part of your association with their email because we know a lot of us do everything by email. Yeah. So now you can target them. You can even use that email list and target them on Facebook or on Google. So emails is the cheapest way to even just start marketing. Just throw it out on your social media. Hey, sign up to my website or sign up to my page to receive exclusive content or whatever. And the moment you capture someone on an email, it's kind of like you have them for life. Now, the thing is, if, if you're going to get into email marketing, um, you, you got to go a direction like MailChimp, right? That pretty much manages the email and and pretty much push content out. Is, is, is that right? Or Yeah, so there are different email platforms that are really great. So you do have um, sites like MailChimp. You do have um, Campaign Monitor, which I would mm -hmm. suggest a Campaign Monitor over like a MailChimp. Mm -hmm. You do have um, higher email service providers like Klaviyo or you have HubSpot, which these are more like... HubSpot is more like a CRM, a customer relation okay. management. So you're able to acquire someone on an email and then you can kind of funnel down the journey of marketing. Um, yeah. So we'll get a little bit more into that. But yeah, um, MailChimp and Campaign Monitor or are some of the biggest um, ESPs. Man, I thought, I thought emailing was gonna be a, a, a thing of the past like the dinosaurs, you know, like, <laughs> like taxi cabs. <laughs> And look where it is now. It keeps it, it keeps reinventing itself. It keeps reinventing yeah. itself. Now yeah. you can log into certain places that's without amazing. the email, right? It's your unique identifier as a consumer. So that's why a lot of people hold on to it so much because they know that the moment they give away their emails, it's like their inbox gets flooded and they have to start a new one. So it's your unique identifier as, um, as a consumer. The other one, though, is you said PPC, pay-per-click mm -hmm. advertising, which um, are like for Google, Bing, Yahoo, and different search engines, where mm -hmm. you basically pay for some every time someone clicks on your ad. So if no one clicks, you don't get paid. And it's generally for if you go on, I don't know, Yahoo Finance every day, and then you see those ads on the side, the moment yeah. you click is when they will pay for that click. Okay. Then the last one, um, affiliate marketing, which is always so funny to me. So an affiliate <laughs> is someone, you know, it's attached to the brand. Uh, it kind of gets confused with influencer marketing, but it is influencer marketing is somewhat a level of affiliate marketing where mm -hmm. affiliate marketers are rewarded for driving traffic to the website. And what it does is you sign up to an affiliate program for say the bar soap company. And the moment I sign up to their affiliate program, I will send out a link to all my friends, families, or random people on the internet. And anyone clicks my link, I'm able to get a commission off of that sale. So you, this is a great way for people, if you have a small budget and you have a, a product that you're trying to push, you mm -hmm. would want to uh, look into affiliate marketing because it's a great way to get the brand out there if you have a percentage to offer to people. So if your product doesn't have the margins to offer a percentage, then it may not be good. But if you do, then it's a great way to start. Now, for a person, you know, who wants to grow their brand, right? Um, what's the route they should consider if they want to, you know, uh, grow the brand at a high rate within the first year? So it's kind of the trick to the trade. Everyone wants to be successful and be successful yes. right away, right? And right. we see people like Kevin Hart always tells the story of you see me here, but it took me 10 years to get here. Like it's not a it's not an overnight success story. 
but we all think to see it that way. And mm -hmm. the thing that I would give, the advice that I would give is number one for growing your business and your brand is consistency. Yeah. Understanding that nothing happens overnight and success mm -hmm. takes a long time at a high level. For sure. So if you're not consistent, then you'll never see that growth. You can't see one post and only get two likes and be like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. You have to grow. People have to see that you're always at this. Um, and number two, the number two thing that I will say is grow your database, build outside of what your family and your friends is. Um, go a little bit outside of that. Don't expect your personal brand to drive that sales and to drive the traffic. Because what happens is with our personal brand, and I always tell people this is, if I followed you because I like your sneaker collection, right? Mm -hmm. And you yeah. start talking about stocks and bonds. I don't, I'm not interested in that stuff. I wanna see your latest sneaker. I wanna see mm -hmm. the Jordans that you just bought. Yeah. I wanna see the exclusive yeah. to yours that you just bought. I don't wanna see you telling me how to invest in Disney. So I won't mm -hmm. necessarily be interested in your business and you won't see that growth just by off of your personal page. So you want to set up a separate account to deal with people who are interested in that because your core audience, if they're not interested in what you are, um, if it's not along the lines of, oh, they followed you for sneakers. Now you have a sneaker store that you're opening. Then you will see those people follow. So that's number two is grow your database outside of your friends and your family. Mm -hmm. The third thing and the final thing is invest in yourself. So a monetary investment, a time investment, whatever that is, digital marketing is a pay to play platform. So you yes. have to pay money to play on this platform. Uh, so I would say invest in yourself, maybe cut back on or doing like Uber Eats this week and put that $10 towards an ad or, you know, just invest in yourself, um, time as well as a monetary um, investment. Let me tell you, speaking about Uber Eats, look, people are going broke eating out, all right? Look, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that thing is, it will dry your pockets. Three meals a day plus service charges. Come on, that's like $75 for the day. <laughs> <laughs> the people are eating out more than ever for some reason. But, you know, of course, yeah, well, we could understand. There's so many new restaurants popping up around town and so forth and then. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like we're developing this hunger while staying at home. And then we go out later <laughs> in the day and we just eat everything on the menu. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you'll, you'll go broke. Um, now, still images uh, are, are videos. Uh, which one has the higher uh, conversion rate and why? Well, this really depends on your brands, right? So it's not specific to, oh, if you do videos, you'll get more sales. So with yeah. my clients, what I like to do is test. Testing is key. Unless you test, you won't know. So your mm -hmm. brand, you're probably putting out only videos and you're saying, why am I not getting the return that I think I'm, I deserve? And it's because that's not what your audience wants to see. Maybe mm -hmm. your audience wants to see static images. So if you're doing videos also, just be very cognizant of knowing that the first three seconds is what attracts someone or turns them off. So if you don't capture them within that first three seconds, then you're going to lose them. If it's a still image, to make sure we call it a thumb stopper because you know we're yes. scrolling with our thumb. So just make sure it's a thumb stopping image that allows someone to stop. So again, it really depends on your business. I can't say, oh, if you do more videos, you're gonna convert better. No, mm -hmm. if your business calls for it, then yes. But you'll have to test that to see which one works better, static or a video. Now we've been hearing a lot about um, a, a funnel system. You know, I keep seeing these ads about, you know, being a real estate investor, I see that a whole lot. All right, funneling system, right? Driving traffic to your websites or a landing page or, and so forth right now. How important it is uh, to create, you know, a funnel type system 
Um, is it necessary? Absolutely necessary. This is super, super, super important. And I can't stress this enough. This goes hand in hand with that segmentation and um, understanding your customers. I have this dating analogy that if you're dating someone, you don't just meet them right away without asking their name and say, let's go to bed, right? That's, meeting, that's the same to the customer. Hi, this is my soap brand, buy it now, right? So what you want to do is in the funnel kind of speaks to this is you want to kind of tell them, hey, this is the soap brand, it's nutrition, it's this, it does this for your skin, give them the benefits, kind of walk them through, oh, this is why you need this, or this is why your family need this, and then you say purchase. So if you think about a triangle and you flip it upside down, where the biggest part is at the top, that's yeah. top of the funnel. That's where that's you want to introduce yourself right you tell them who you are you said hey um this is a soap brand this is what we do this is how we started and given your story and then as you come down the triangle a little bit into the middle of the funnel this is where you you have people who engage with the brand they follow your social media they follow you and so you they know a little bit about it more you tell them the ingredients and then at the bottom of the funnel that's where the warmest audience is people who have bought from the brand or wow. people who have already purchased so you want to date the customer first, which is the top of the funnel and kind of wean them down to the bottom of the funnel, which is like taking them home. So yes, it's super important to build that marketing funnel and understand where your customer fall into that funnel. Now with so many different social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, you know, Instagram, uh, now we got Clubhouse out there, right? We spoke yeah. about that earlier. Um, you know, uh, it, it could be a little bit confusing for, for, for a brand owner coming into the business now, you know, uh, creating, you know, some type of business and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to create re revenue from this business. Now, with so many different, you know, uh, media outlets, social, you know, well, platforms, I should say, um, what would you suggest, you know, um, just to eliminate some of these confusions? Yeah, so I would just uh, suggest that you begin where your customers are. So do your research, understand it. If your product is for um, a soap brand and you know that the, the demographic, which is why understanding your consumer is so important, right? We spoke about that at the top. Now we can understand why. Because if your consumer is between the ages of 35 and 65, then maybe yeah. Facebook is where you want to be. You don't want to be on TikTok. TikTok is not for <laughs> your brand for that, unless you want that audience. So you have to know where your audience is and just meet them where they are. So if it's someone that's younger and it's like a slime company, which I had a client that does slime. So you may want to meet that audience more on like a TikTok or Snapchat or those places. But once you understand where your audience is, then that's the platform that I would suggest. Man, uh, you said, uh, man, you face. I feel old now being on Facebook. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, you're right. You're right. Uh, Facebook, you know, it has a more older, you know, demographic. I, could, I, I should say uh, yeah. that's more consistent on that platform. Uh, the this younger is for information. Mm -hmm. Now, the younger demographics, they're on what? Uh, Instagram. They're on, um, everyone's on YouTube, but they're on Instagram, they're on Snapchat, they're on Twitter, they're on TikTok, because now you can advertise on TikTok. So that's where you'll meet your younger demo. And that's the thing is like so many uh, new uh, platforms are going to pop up over the years. Uh, so we could look forward to that. Now there's uh, Clubhouse. You think, you know, that's going to be a more younger demographic or a much more or a more uh, mature demographic? I think uh, it's built for a more mature. Maybe it will, hopefully it will continue in that way um, because Clubhouse is unique to kind of, they started just to give like a quick five minutes, five seconds on Clubhouse is they started for um, VCs and like business owners. 
right? Mm -hmm. um, just to have those conversations. It will be the conversations that you have with your CEO that you were able to just have on the platform. So I think it's a more mature platform. Um, mm -hmm. And once you get on Clubhouse, it's just understanding how to monetize because right now it's just like it's an open podcast, really. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Now, the next question I have is, uh, when creating a new social media page for your business, uh, what's some of the do's and don'ts? And let me tell you, I've been seeing some of the most ridiculous looking business pages, all right? So what's some doing, do's and don'ts? Speaking about ridiculous looking pages, one of the, my first do is <laughs> do have a level of branding. You need to have a level of branding and stay consistent within that brand. Do not go out your brand guidelines. Do not steal something from somebody else's page. Like, oh, this looks good and just throw it on your page. Customize it to your brand. Resurface yeah. the information, but customize it to your brand. The second one is have a schedule for posting. Um, mm -hmm. It goes back to that consistency that yes. I spoke about earlier, right? Exactly. Um, do engage with your audience because people will comment on your posts or DM you. Don't think that you are too good, no matter how big the brand is hire a customer service rep or someone that can speak to your your customers or your the people that interact with you. So always be engaging with your brand. And also the last thing for your dues, I would suggest is tag locations of where you are or were, tag brands. This helps with cross branding. This helps with people finding you. So for example, on Instagram, if you tag that you are at Radio Shack, people who've been to Radio Shack or clicked on that Radio Shack link well, that's, oh my gosh, I'm so old. Radio Shack is a very <laughs> But if you click on, they will be yeah. able to click on that location and see, oh, this person posted a photo from that location. So it's kind of cross-branding. As far as the don'ts, this always gets super tricky, but um, it's very important for you to not get encouraged. Don't get encouraged if people are not liking your post, if they're not resharing it. Trust me, people are watching. They're just not encouraged. Yeah. They're yeah, so don't get discouraged um, in that sense. Okay. Also, don't use your business Instagram for your personal stuff. Try to separate the two. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Try to separate the two because you can cross promote. So you can cross promote, promote from your personal brand and post your business so some of your friends can see that. But don't use your business Instagram to speak about your personal life. That's not what people follow the business for. They want to know about the products and the services that you offer. So you want to keep that um, the same. And also don't spam your followers, um, nor do you want to abuse hashtags. Those last two is so key. Don't every second your people get tired and they'll block you or mute you. And now they no longer engage with your content. So don't spam your followers and don't overuse hashtags because I see people using a hundred hashtags. It's like you kind of then get like shadow ban where you, your posts don't even show anymore. So just be very cognizant of that. Let's get a little bit more on that hashtag thing, right? So I've seen where let's just say a celebrity, you know, something's going wrong or, you know, bad news or whatnot. People start, you know, um, hashtagging their business in, in those with those hashtags, thinking, you know, they're getting their business name out into a larger community because it's trending now. And um, so is, is, is that something people should do or just stick to a certain, you know, uh, unique set of hashtags? I think if your business align with 
those hashtags, then it makes sense. So if it's Black Lives Matter and you, your company is doing something geared towards Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. then you should definitely use those hashtags. But don't use that hashtag just for clout to get people mm -hmm. to your website because this is not what they're looking for. Now you're mm -hmm. turning people off and the hashtag sure. is not of importance to your business. So I think if it's of importance to your business and your brand is somewhat affiliated or doing something for that, then by all means, go ahead and do so. If not, then stay away from it. And you can also create your own company hashtag. So if your company is um, best bar soap or bar brand, you would want to use that hashtag and create a community around that. Um, and social media is all about a community. Once you build that community around your brand, and then that can just spread. So every time someone buys a soap and they hashtag best bar brand or something of that sort, then your product starts to show. So create your own community. I think that's a, that's a way to go. And we should compel people, you know, our, you know, uh, customers to pretty much hashtag our brand, right? And, and tag our pages, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is where brands also get give incentives for this. They will tell you, mm. oh, hashtag or post this on your page and we will follow you back or you'll get five for $5 off your next order. So you can incentivize people to go ahead and um, share your business tags or hashtags. All right, God, this is so much good information, and people need to hear all of this, man. So, y'all, soak it up, soak it up. She's pretty good. She's pretty good, y'all. Soak it all up. Now, tell us a little bit more about your company. So, my company is called Muse Marketing Group. Muse, as in a guiding genius and source of inspiration. That's where the name came from. It is a marketing wow. agency <laughs> equipped mm -hmm. with um, marketing experts that help build brand through tailored marketing strategies. So, when we speak about a USP, our USP is our tailored strategies. Um, unlike other agencies that give you like a cookie cutter model where every brand that comes through their door get the same strategies, at Muse, we tailor our strategies directly to you and make sure that we are meeting your goals, whatever those goals are once you come through the door. And I do, um, we work very closely and we partner with a branding agency because we understand how important branding is, which is Chape Inc. And they do such great branding. Um, so we collab there because I understand that if a client comes to me, and this is one thing I always tell clients, if you come to me and your brand is not um, of a certain caliber, I can't take you on as a client. It's no tea, no shade, but you're going to expect me to bring your brand, what I brought someone else. So a million dollars a month. And it's because their branding is good. Their products are great or their branding on the products are great. Even if the products is not a hundred percent amazing, but people first see branding. If you think about Nike, they first see mm -hmm. branding. If you think about any of those big brands, they have the branding message. So we found it important to partner up with a branding agency that we kind of work with. Now you have a plethora of uh, clients, all right? So uh, what, 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 what's some of the issues uh, you'll notice before uh, they, before you start, you know, pretty much doing, you know, digital marketing for, for your clients? Uh, that's a great question. So the first thing is, which I spoke about just now is branding. I've had clients yeah. that came to me and say, Hey, we want to do this. I was like, I can help you, but I must tell you that your branding needs to be tweaked a little bit. Um, yes. The moment they change that, you don't even have to do anything of spending additional money. They saw increase in sales. So that's the mm. first thing, branding. Um, mm. Also retention. A lot of people don't have a retention model in place of how they keep customers. They think, oh, I need to get 10,000 customers next month. It's like, great, yeah. you can get 10,000, but what percentage of those customers are you retaining that are coming back to the store constantly, et cetera? So retention is one of the biggest thing. Also, um, a lot of business owners don't take the time to understand the value of what a customer is. So if you brought in a thousand customers or 10,000 customer, what value does 
does that customer bring? What is your lifetime value? A lot of brands do not understand those metrics. So they're just kind of bringing someone in, that person leaves, bringing in another person. So you can blow through money that way. So we help our businesses understand your lifetime value, your customer retention, how to keep customers, because 80% of your business is only going to come from 20% of your customers. So Mm -hmm. once you understand that you're maintaining a certain level of consumers, then you'll be Mm -hmm. able to grow. And also they, a lot of people are really looking to um, get more traffic to their website, right? Because if you don't have traffic and you don't have people come into your brand, you, you can have the best product. Nobody will know. So it's driving traffic to the website. That's one of also one of the biggest things that we see. Now, what's some of the services your company offer? So we offer a wide I mean, range of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, everything digital marketing is considered. So advertising on all platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. Pinterest, TikTok, um, Snapchat, YouTube, Google AdWords with pay-per-click. We do email marketing. So we do the full-fledged marketing. Some wow. of this that on um, high level for bigger brands, um, mm-hmm. brands that are making north of 12 million um, a year, we do offer RFM models where it's research, re, uh, retention, mm-hmm. frequency, and monetary. That deals with the lifetime value, kind of what I was just mentioning. So it really depends on the brand, um, how mm-hmm. small or how big. But we, we're a full-scale agency, so we offer everything. And the consultation? Consultation. I generally do a consultation for 15 minutes for free for the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything after that, we do charge. But um, you can reach out to us uh, via email at Muse Marketing. Muse is spelled M-Y-U-Z-E, marketing at gmail.com. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll be more than happy to, if you have a website or anything, you say, hey, can you kind of do an audit on my brand? And, or can you meet me for a consult for 15 minutes? I, I do do 15 minutes consult free or first consult. And then after that, it's... Cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it is what it is, y'all. Um, hey, you know, if you want to grow your business and and scale and, and, you know, get those customers going and so forth, hey, you know, um, make that investment. And that's, uh, you know, uh, one of the lack uh, that we face in our communities. We're, we're afraid uh, to make these type of investments. Uh, we've seen other communities make investments over the year, over the years. And uh, we've, we've seen it pay off. So we want to see everybody uh, in our community, if not everybody, at least for the most part, 90% of our people start being successful. Go after um, what you need to go after. Figure out your brand. You know, um, hire somebody like Monique and her company to get you out there. It's very important, y'all. Uh, we spoke about, you know, um, you know, everything going digital. So, hey, adapt to the times. You know, adapt to the times. It's so important. Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, anything, you know, what you want to say on that about, you know, just adapting to the new times because we're a bit slow. And um, it goes back to uh, what we spoke about earlier. You know, people are investing in stocks for years now and we're just catching up. Uh, uh, I feel like, you know, even uh, the tech, you know, tech investment, tech companies investing in tech, in tech companies, uh, you know, that's been happening uh, but you know we've behind we've been behind the eight ball and now here we are. Hey, you know what's Tesla stocks looking like and so forth. You know, so um, as far as adapting to culture, you want to speak on that a little bit before we, uh, you know, end this episode. Yeah, sure. So one of the things is, um, and you hit the nail right on the head, it's our community, right? We don't take time to invest in these things or to seek knowledge. We, you perish because you don't seek knowledge, right? Knowledge mm-hmm. is the key, mm-hmm. um, which is why for so many years, they don't want us to go to school because the more you know, the more you're able to do. 
Um, yes. So with that being said, is just to educate yourself on what's out there, even if you don't use a particular social media, understand what it does and how it probably can help your business. Yes. So I'm the type of person, I'm a marketer, but I don't, I don't love social media for my personal stuff, but I understand what all of them does because I know that if we are moving in the times of digital, we have to understand what these platforms do. So do um, with your brand or your personal stories or whatever it is that you're trying to do, be up to the times because gone are the days where it's just um, a one track mind. You have to be yes. open and diverse in your strategies. And I employ all of you guys to kind of um, think in those ways. One more time, uh, Monique, Leslie, can you, you know, shoot your information out there again for somebody who would love to get in touch with you and, and connect with you and, you know, you know, hire you guys and stuff. Sure. So the best way then the easiest way to contact us is via email. I'm sure it would be linked somewhere in this video or somewhere. Yes, so yes, it is yes, going yes. to be muse marketing at Gmail and muse is spelled M Y U Z E marketing at Gmail. Or um, you can follow me on my personal um, Instagram at star Barbie or I'm on clubhouse. I know everyone's not on clubhouse, uh, but if you are on clubhouse and you want to connect, I have conversations in marketing rooms all the time where we speak about these things and just give free game. Um, um, I don't mind giving free game for some things, um, but other things you'll have to pay us for. <laughs> but yes, on um, Clubhouse, my handle is Muse Monique. So you can just reach me on all those platforms. And thank you so much for having me. This was a pleasure. Uh, it was amazing. Anytime you need me to come on, I'm available. So We're going to have you back because when we when we get this thing growing and, and get this engine going, 20, 30, 50, 100,000, we're going to be having you on consistently all right so i do appreciate you coming on board and 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 you know uh just dropping you know these gems out there uh hey till we see you in the next podcast pocket valley podcast i'm sean rickshaw monique leslie we're out see you in the next video peace bye